you know, looking back at the few years where I was going through this, the female partners, there's a part of me that just wants to go and apologize to these women because I can't imagine. I wasn't talking about this openly at this time. I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. I was, um, uh, and these weren't with long-term partners, although that happens a lot in long-term partnership too. So much shame and embarrassment that we don't talk about it. But there are women I just think back and go, Jesus, man, I'm so sorry about what happened. But at the time, I did not make the connection. And since then, thankfully, quitting porn has allowed my body's nervous system to retune itself. My time frame from when I quit to when I started to feel like my body was back and good to go was 18 months. 18 fucking months is how long it took for my body to really heal from the effects of porn. Welcome to Men This Way podcast for every man who seeks to live his deepest purpose in life, who's committed to showing up fully and giving his unique gifts to the world. Because if not you, then who? I'm your host and fellow journeyman, Brian Reeves. Brian with a Y, Reeves. Men, this way. When was the last time you watched porn? Could porn be negatively affecting your sexuality? Do you ever turn to or prefer porn over an actual human partner? Have you ever used porn to get turned on for a partner, even if just in your imagination? If you ejaculate fast with a partner or struggle to ejaculate at all, could porn be to blame? And how do you know if quitting porn would help? Well, in this episode, I mine these questions and more for useful insights to make a meaningful difference in your life. Today, I'm talking porn. I decided to do this episode after talking to a few close friends of mine who shared that they've struggled to kick their porn habit, which became even more pronounced during their solo time in quarantine. I get it. I believe the the use of porn for self-pleasure may be one of the most difficult issues a man may face in his lifetime, given the ubiquity of it and given that it can satisfy, at least psychologically, our biological need to ejaculate into another human being. After all, porn has literally become an endless stream of visually appealing sexual partners who live in the very palm of our hands and who are ready to get down at a moment's notice, which can have very real consequences for our relationships with the actual humans in our midst. So we men need to talk about this. And women, if you're listening, I only ask that you hold what you're about to hear in this episode with compassion. Just know this is a really challenging issue for a man for all kinds of reasons. And if you're with a partner who's using porn and you don't like it, which is totally normal and natural and I understand, but it's helpful to find ways to talk about it as partners that aren't merely directive or shaming or blaming, but that are still honoring of your experience too. And I know so many women are negatively affected by their partner's use of porn. And so often that partner won't even acknowledge it. If porn is a real problem in your relationship, I encourage you to get support, whether from a coach or a therapist 
or just someone who really specializes in this. But just know this, porn doesn't have to be diagnosed as an addiction for it to nonetheless be harmful to the relationship. And it's important to me that you know from the outset that I do not promote sexual shaming in any way, and I am not anti-porn. In this episode, I'm simply going to invite you to explore how online pornography might affect the experience and expression of your sexuality and how it might impact your relationship. Because for a time in my late 30s and early 40s, it sure fucked up my sexuality, so to speak, and it negatively affected my intimate relationships with women too. Back in 2014, I wrote a few blogs about my personal experience with pornography that were both wildly popular but also controversial, read by millions of people all over the world, republished on other blog sites and shared across social media. While many men and women could relate to my experience, whether they themselves were or had experienced some form of negative effects of using porn, or whether they had a partner who was using porn and it caused problems in the relationship, Still, not everyone agreed with my conclusions that porn was bad for a man's sexual health. But in this episode, I'm going to share my experience with what I'll call a mild porn addiction, including what happened to my body that scared the living shit out of me, which is why I quit using porn and why I generally think you should too. And I'll share six reasons why I believe men should quit porn And then I'll also share five warning signs that if you're experiencing any of them, you should seriously consider giving up using porn because it ain't serving you. But again, I'm not anti-porn. And who am I to tell another man what he should or shouldn't think or do? So in the end, this is obviously your call to make. Now, I'm a heterosexual man, so I speak to my experience with porn through the male heterosexual filter. And if you're a woman or you just don't see through my particular filter, well, I have no doubt this will be a profound episode for you just the same because like a lithe body wrapped in black latex, the era of pornography is upon us like never before. So take a deep breath and stay present with me all the way through to the end of this episode of Men This Way. Now, one other thing, I'd be honored if you left a review of this podcast on your podcast app. Your thoughtful words can make a real difference as to whether another person will listen to and benefit from this podcast. And given the state of man's mental health in the world and our deep longing for connection to other men, our hunger to explore wisdom seeking with other men, whether men admit it or not, we all long for and hunger to connect with other men and to seek wisdom together. Well, your words alone could help another man decide that this podcast is worth his time. So please consider leaving a review. It costs you nothing but a few minutes of your time, and it can legit make a real difference in the world of a man and everyone who cares about that man. And I read every review, and I take your feedback honestly. So I thank you for whatever you would have to share in advance. All right, let's dive. In my boyhood teenage days of yore, using pornography required patience, imagination. One of my early adventures with porn occurred on weekday afternoons when I got home from middle school. 
Before anyone else arrived, I would sneak into my parents' bedroom closet with a small footstool. I have no idea how I first found it, but resting atop the center ceiling panel in my, in my stepfather's bathroom, just inches from my horny little brain, was my stepfather's erotic treasure trove of Betamax videotapes with titles like The Oriental Babysitter and Taxi Girls. I'd pop one into the black Betamax box, hit play, and kick back on the lounger as sounds and images of ecstasy flooded my lusty synapses while I enjoyed myself a dozen or so times. Oh, to be a teenager again. A few years later during high school, my tastes grew more sophisticated when mom started getting Victoria's Secret catalogs in the mail. Although I kinda already knew what the big secret was, these glossy mags made my imagination work harder and unlocking that secret each time, and I delighted in that. But a new catalog once every few weeks was far too infrequent for my insatiable teenage libido, and I could barely wait for the spring issues when lithe Victorias would return to wearing sexy sundresses and seductive short skirts. I did all that for years, well into my adulthood. I could make any bathroom Cosmo or Elle magazine work in a pinch. I could even just close my eyes and recall that short-skirted beauty from the grocery store, whether I'd seen her a few hours or a few months ago. Uh, you're clearly getting some insight into my particular fetish. Uh, short skirts keeps showing up. But those days of porn patience and teasing my imagination vanished the day I got a smartphone. Or rather, the day my smartphone got porn, which was sometime in my late 30s. But by the time I'd hit 38, the iPhone in my pocket had become an endless supply of cocaine for my porn habit. I never thought I was addicted during the few years that my habit flourished. After all, I only watched a few hours a day usually at night to help me fall asleep by 3 or 4 a.m. And I was single, so I wasn't hurting anybody. Although, I may have given myself carpal tunnel in my right forum at the time, but otherwise, yeah, I wasn't hurting anybody. But then, unwanted things started happening to my body. And wanted things stopped happening whenever I was in the intimate presence of an actual woman. That's when I realized, to my horror, that porn was unfaithfully screwing my sexual health. Because by the time I hit 39, just two years into what I consider a very mild porn addiction, porn had damn near ruined my body. I wasn't even 40 yet. It scared me so much that I quit full stop. And I was still single then. But when I met my current partner, Sylvie, whom I'm with now, it's five years, we're together now. But when I met her just a year after I quit porn, my body still had not fully recovered. I would say it was a solid two years after quitting before I finally felt confident that my body was back to its pre-smartphone vigor and responsiveness. And since then, I've coached other men who didn't think they were addicted to porn either, yet who suffered negative consequences just the same. In fact, I see this regularly as one of the primary contributors, far too often unacknowledged, to, to sexual dysfunction and dissatisfaction in intimacy. 
I can't tell you how many times I have worked with a couple or with a man who was struggling with connection in the couple with a partner and sexual uh, dysfunction was was rampant, whether the sexual whether the sex required a lot of intensity for it to be interesting and meaningful and to, to, and to even happen, or whether there was just a, um, an overwhelming lack of interest in the partner um, and how they didn't even think that porn could have been a contributing factor. And I know because so many men these days, I'm 46, so you know, I didn't get a, I didn't get smartphone porn until I was in my late 30s. But so many men are growing up with smartphone porn. And I'm going to share with you some statistics here in a little bit about uh, pornography and when it comes into our lives and and all of that. But um you know, and I also want to acknowledge that 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 women watching porn can have its own consequences as well in terms of well, all kinds of reasons. And this 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 particular episode is really focused towards men. Um, I know porn is often, not always, but often a different experience for women. There's even different kinds of porn for women that focuses more on foreplay, on a slow build, whereas you know, porn for men is, is just let's get right to it, generally speaking. But addiction, this idea of addiction, porn as an addiction, it's tricky when it comes to human sexuality because we're wired to enjoy sexual imagery and play. Humanity goes kaput without it. Healthy sexual expression then, in all its myriad forms, is about conscious personal choice and balance. Repressing sexuality due to social or religious pressure or shame, that just tends to create other pathologies, like infidelity and addiction to porn. It's like holding a beach ball underwater until it's so pent up with sexual frustration and resentment that it finally leaps out of the water and sleeps with the personal trainer. <laughs> so when it comes to porn, so to speak, and a healthily sexually expressed you, here's the truly meaningful question. Is watching porn creating beneficial experiences for your body, your mind, your relationships or relationship, or is it impairing them? At the end of this episode, I'll share with you five warning signs that you should definitely consider quitting porn today. But before I dive into that, I also want to share a few statistics to really frame how big this issue is. Um, the the groups, there's two groups that I, I consulted back when I wrote this. Again, this was back in 2014 when I was really exploring this. Um, because of how I was being so personally affected at the time, I came across two internet safety organizations. One is called Enough is Enough, and one is called Covenant Eyes, who were offering fairly sobering statistics. And by the way, Covenant Eyes is a Catholic-based organization. I am not religious-based in any way. Um, so uh, these statistics I thought were interesting, but please know that... Um, uh, uh, I don't, I'm not promoting any kind of religious orthodoxy around sexuality or, or porn use. So anyway, here's some statistics. Every second, 28,258 internet users are viewing pornography. Every single second, 30,000 people. That actually seems like a really small number, actually. I bet you that's 2014. In 2020, man, that's got to be in the hundreds of thousands, if not millions especially at this time when everyone's staying home alone. 
But here's something more interesting. American children begin viewing pornography at an average age of 11. 11. Now, for me, it was magazines. Um, These days, kids have smartphones. A whole different experience. The pornography industry is a $97 billion industry worldwide. And again, it's probably way more now. Men are 543% more likely to look at porn than are women. More than one in five searches are for pornography on mobile devices. Here's the bottom line. Whatever the statistics are, uh, Jill Manning, a PhD and marriage and family therapist, she said it. If you have the internet, you have pornography in your home. Pornography is ubiquitous, and you might be surprised who uses online porn. Again, maybe these days, like this is the era of Pornhub. I think nobody's surprised anymore, but when I started talking about this openly, I was amazed. You know, I have have incredible, amazing male friends, attractive, dynamic, brilliant, talented, um, uh, doing amazing things in the world. And yet who've spent countless hours over many years caught in the sticky pornographic web. I would have never imagined uh, some of my friends, until we started talking about it, that they were using online porn. But they do. They have. I also have used it. When I was last a single man, great sexual encounters with women were still a rare luxury. My iPhone, on the other hand, was, and is, all too willing to dance for me, undress for me, tease me, lick me, suck me, screw me, and all around indulge me, whatever I want, anytime I want. And I do not generally have an addictive personality, yet I have at times gone weeks using internet porn every night to quickly arouse and then satiate myself. There were times I seemed to need it just to fall asleep. I would watch up to an hour or more in bed before exhausting myself enough to fall asleep, which ironically carved into an already sleep-deprived entrepreneurial lifestyle. And at one point, using porn actually gave me repetitive stress injury, messing up my otherwise formidable basketball game. And I experienced other very disconcerting side effects of porn too, which I'm about to share here in a moment. There's nothing wrong with masturbation. And again, I don't believe in sexual shame, but modern pornography can be a serious detriment to everyone, not just to men, but to the women we love too. And here's six reasons why I believe men must give up consistent use of pornography for personal stimulation. Number one, porn can ruin our erections with actual women. After I had been using porn moderately for just about a year, I began to notice that I couldn't sustain my erections with women as long as I previously could. I was horny as ever, but without the constantly changing visual erotic stimulation that watching video after video offered, one woman's body couldn't seem to hold my erotic focus as effectively as it had before. And to my frustrated surprise, real sex had become somewhat understimulating, which was tragic. It was like being in the presence of a woman. It's like I was turned on in a way like my mind. I wanted her, but there was something about her body, her physical body that was so different from 
the rep the repetition of swiping you know to the next video after video after video her body which i couldn't just swipe right on i couldn't just instantly make do different things and all of this like my erection didn't um show up for her in the same way it was fucking terrifying after i gave up porn like even morning wood uh, wasn't happening for me the same way when I was using porn. But after I gave up porn, uh, it took some time, but but even morning wood made its return like some exotic tree rescued from the brink of extinction. Here's number two. Porn can tune our bodies to premature ejaculation. I never had a problem with quick climax before I consistently used porn. I could always match if not outlast my female sexual partners with or without a condom and with solid erections. With porn, I could watch a short video and within minutes have myself rocketing towards climax. But I'd stop myself before I went too far because I always wanted to see what different erotic adventure awaited me in the next video just to click away. And I would do this for an hour, rapidly rising in mindless bliss with every new short video stopping myself at the edge each time. Eventually, I'd realize how much time had gone by, so I'd choose the best video I'd seen and then let it throw me over the edge. But I was tuning my body to quickly rise and climax. Now, I can immediately stop moving my own hand when I masturbate so that I prevent climax, which is why I could watch porn for an hour. But a real woman's aroused body doesn't stop moving so fast. It's like trying to slam on the brakes of a speedboat in deep water. I just couldn't handle her enthusiasm, and I started getting really concerned. Again, I started ejaculating sometimes even before I would be inside a woman, a partner's body. It was just, I mean, you know, I, looking back at the few years where I was going through this, the female partners, there's a part of me that just wants to go and apologize to these women because I can't imagine. I wasn't talking about this openly at this time. I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. I was, um, uh, and these weren't with long-term partners, although that happens a lot in long-term partnership too. So much shame and embarrassment that we don't talk about it. But there are women I just think back and go, Jesus, man, I'm so sorry about what happened. But at the time I did not make the connection. And since then, thankfully, Quitting porn has allowed my body's nervous system to retune itself to a less hurried sexual pace and rhythm. And I'll probably share this a little bit later in this episode, but my time frame from when I quit to when I started to feel like my body was back and good to go was 18 months. 18 fucking months is how long it took for my body to really heal from the effects of porn. Now, I've heard from some men that using porn can have the opposite effect, that they struggle to ejaculate at all, which, you know, you might on the surface think that's even better when it comes to pleasing your partner. But here's what I say about that. A man who is masterful with his sexuality is a man who knows how to modulate his ejaculations such that he essentially can ejaculate when he wants to. He neither has to hold on for dear life just to not blow his load, nor does he have to pump his body furiously into his partner like some hardware store paint mixer just to create so much friction that he can finally be done with the deed. She doesn't really enjoy that either. 
A masterful sexual partner is one who's sensitively attuned to his own body, as well as his partner's, and he can modulate his movements, pressure, speed, rhythm, breathing, etc., to help both him and his partner have a satisfying experience. Whether that looks like the practice of a quickie, of ejaculating quickly because there's a time crunch, there's a legit time crunch, and that's the pleasure you're creating, the fun you're having with each other, or a long, simmering evening of slowly building sexual play with a partner, capped off with a glorious shared orgasmic release at the end of a magical night. That is sexual mastery, the ability to create transcendent sexual rapture in a variety of ways for everyone involved. Here's reason number three. Porn is a cop-out from interacting powerfully with actual women. Now, most men in our Western culture, generally, we do not know how to interact powerfully with women in the everyday world. Certainly not as mature, healthy, adult men. We routinely fail to proactively step up to women we're attracted to in effective and honorable, respectful ways. And so many of us routinely let our silent crushes slip away forever into the dark, painful cave of our regrets. Masturbation can take the edge off all the resulting frustration, so much so that we don't then have to do anything useful about it, like learn how to be more powerful and still respectful in our interactions with actual women. And even in relationship, using porn is an easy way to bypass learning how to powerfully open your more feminine partner. So many long-term heterosexual relationships deteriorate into sexual stalemates because he doesn't know how to be with her in ways that can help her relax and thus open to him sexually. Most guys just want it easy. I'm no different. I sure do. I want it easy. I don't want to have to work harder (laughs) than I have to work at anything. And at the beginning of a relationship, a woman often is easy to open. Not always, but often is easy because she's she's arriving more open. Her dopamine excitement is firing off just as much as ours is. She's super excited to receive you, this sexy new beast, into her queendom. But before long, her heart and her body, they're going to need way more than just your scent and your sexy voice and some flowers to open her. She's going to need to feel your emotional presence too. That you care about her, about her feelings, about her experience. That you fully embrace her in more ways than just sexually. She might enjoy being your sexual fantasy at the beginning of the dance. After all, you're hers too. But when it comes to building a life with someone, she needs to know. Are you going to show up with more than just money or muscle? She needs to know if your heart is in the game. If she feels like you don't really want to be here with her, and most men fantasize on some level of being free of relationship, but if you don't know how to fight through that and help her regularly feel that you care about even the messy parts of her, well, she's not likely to open to you. She might give you her body. Many women do. But it won't come with real enthusiasm, so to speak. 
And the women in porn videos often look way more turned on and enthusiastic than your human partner who's giving you her body but not her excitement or her enthusiasm. And if you start retreating to the bathroom to use porn while her entire being still hungers for your full presence, well, that is a nasty spiral to nowhere good. Here's number four. It's a colossal waste of precious time. Now, I know this is a controversial one. You went know, back when I wrote this back in 2014, and I get it. You know, what isn't a colossal waste of time in the big scheme of things? Everything we're fucking doing is, in a sense, a colossal waste of time from that sort of hyper, you know, ultimate masculine perspective. Uh, you know, one day the sun's going to explode and none of this shit's going to matter. You know, I've, I've come to the realization that even Prince, the artist Prince, my favorite singer, performer, rock star of all fucking time. The man was a legend. His music, they're still releasing new music. They'll be releasing new, my kids, my grandchildren will probably still be hearing new songs of his, but there will come a day when even his prolific work will never be heard again. So, you know, what's not a colossal waste of precious time in the scheme of things? But here's what I want to say about that. Watching porn is not what you came to this planet to do. I'm going to proclaim that. I want to tell you, get on with your deepest purpose or finding out what that is if you haven't already. Again, there's nothing wrong. I, I don't even like to use the words wrong. In fact, I usually banish the words right and wrong in my coaching practice when I'm working with couples, individuals. We banish the words right and wrong. But watching porn isn't what you came to this planet to do. There's nothing wrong with watching porn. But I know for myself, and you know, for me, you know, I like to play video games. It's kind of like watching porn, playing video games. What's the difference? Well, here's what I do know. If I'm not up to my deepest purpose consistently, if I don't make that my priority, if not every day on most days, then any time I spend watching porn, playing video games, doing what is time wasted. And I feel it. I feel horrible. I feel, I feel I get resentful. I get snappy. I get I get irritable. Um, and it's easy to take that on on my partner. Watching porn can be a great way of distracting ourselves from not living our deepest purpose. And again, if you don't know what your deepest purpose is, your deepest purpose should be to find out what is your deepest purpose. That should come before everything especially before coming with porn. It's just my opinion. Take it or leave it. Here's number five. It creates unrealistic expectations of women. Porn just makes us think women should be easier to get into bed. It makes us think we might get laid more if we were more bold or clever or just more aggressive, which is probably actually true. In fact, there is surely room for Western men, especially to be bolder with women, but not at the cost of genuine care for women. Women in porn videos are always willing to let a man or men aggressively open them up and do whatever they want. They'll take the money shot right in the face on their knees beneath a cock and a camera as if to fully underscore their willingness to be conquered and owned by a man and for all the world to be witness. In my experience though, actual women they don't react to calculating male aggression by opening their legs. Even if they do, and sometimes they do, 
that doesn't create authentic intimacy. It just creates two bodies slapping into each other. Women are lusty sexual creatures, no doubt, just like men, if not more so than men in many cases, I find, particularly in long-term relationship. But when men are ready to relate to women in deeper ways, ways that include sexuality and also transcend it, porn is an awful study. The wondrous feminine mystique of a woman, the mystique us men so desperately crave to experience is only made available to the men who learn how to cherish a human woman in her fullness. And that doesn't happen anywhere in porn. Number six, when we watch porn, we support human trafficking, slavery, rape, and the blackmail and the shaming of women all over the world. Despite my tame taste in porn and the fact that I never paid for online porn, I still unwittingly saw videos on the average free porn website that disturbed me. I'm horrified that I almost surely watched men manipulate, even outright blackmail, women into otherwise unwanted sex in fake taxi cabs, fake doctor's offices, fake casting sets, and more. Now, the camera almost never showed the man's face, but always, always, always the woman's. And since I started researching this, I discovered that countless, there are countless examples of criminal cases worldwide where people, mostly men, have been arrested and prosecuted for creating pornography with women they trafficked from other countries, women who were enslaved in buildings they couldn't leave, women kept in place by physical violence, women threatened with exposure to their families. I now know that I must have watched videos where women did sex acts they were forced to, and my tastes in porn have always been very tame. Now, I'm not implying that there's a direct link between porn and criminality. I'm simply saying that I couldn't easily avoid watching videos of questionable, disturbing origin. And since I originally wrote this, revenge porn has become an even bigger problem too. Women's bodies are sent off without their consent by ex-boyfriends and husbands into the world of porn to essentially be mentally, visually gang-raped by countless men the world over. It is a most disgusting act of petty, adolescent revenge that only reflects a man's profound disconnect from his own true power. But of course, it's a woman who has to suffer for it. It's horrible. I'm still tempted to watch porn sometimes, even videos of dubious, hateful, even potentially criminal origin. Even as I share this, my iPhone sits quietly beside me, able in a matter of seconds to unleash a marauding army of sexy oriental babysitters straight into my lizard brain. But clearly, nothing good ever comes from that, so to speak. Men, we got to stop using porn. I know it's a quick fix. I know some couples can even use it to spice up an otherwise fading sex life. But we can find other ways. Get creative. Because porn is easy. Low-hanging fruit. I truly believe it is beneath our brilliance. 
is not just hurting us, it's also hurting our women. So just to summarize, those six reasons why I believe men must give up consistent use of porn for personal stimulation. Number one, porn can ruin our erections with actual women. Two, porn can tune our bodies to premature ejaculation or to potentially not ejaculating with a partner at all. Three, it's a cop-out from interacting powerfully with actual women. Four, it's a colossal waste of precious time. Five, it creates unrealistic expectations of women. Six, when we watch porn, we support human trafficking, slavery, rape, and the blackmail and shaming of women all over the world. Okay, that said, it's still your call. You may or may not agree with any or all of those. It may not be your experience. But now I'd like to offer you five warning signs that you should quit porn today if you're experiencing any of these. Number one, you sometimes prefer porn to your partner or you compare her to porn. Again, I get it. Porn is an endless buffet of pliable, responsive women enthusiastically willing to do or be whatever and whenever you want. Even if your partner is most adventurous, no human woman can compete with the on-demand sexual variety available in that phone in your pocket nestled up cozy against your desire. Beware, watching porn can cause you to devalue the human you love, who loves you. Comparing her to a fantasy world of sexual partners who never say no, never feel bad, never complain, never gain or lose weight, or whatever your enduring fantasy will inevitably change the way you see your partner, especially as she changes in all the ways a woman may, and it won't go well for either of you. Number two, you ejaculate prematurely or not at all, or your erection is unreliable. The younger you are, the less likely you are to know how your body functions without the influence of smartphone porn. Now, I'm 46. I knew my body before I found in-hand, on-demand porn at 36. But by 39, it was clear to me something was seriously, frighteningly off. It's not so simple to blame porn for unwanted ejaculation or erection issues. Everything from the enduring effects of childhood sexual trauma to smoking and poor diet, poor sleep, work stress, any of that can affect sexual function. However, if you can get a solid erection and or ejaculate how you want to with porn, yet struggle without porn, particularly when with your partner, then porn is definitely not working for you. Number three, porn regularly distracts you from more important concerns like work, rest, relationship. All time is free and you can spend it however you choose. Like anything, watching porn requires time, energy, focus. If you're using porn when, you know, deep, deep down inside that your time would be better spent playing catch with your kid or writing that book or even finishing those damn TPS reports or doing that Brian Reeves online program that your lady's been begging you to do with her, well, porn probably isn't serving you. 
Number four, you treat your partner like your own personal porn star. What turns one woman on turns another woman off. And to complicate matters, what turns one woman on today might turn the same woman off tomorrow. To your dismay, though the truth is you wouldn't have it any other way because you'd be bored otherwise if just the same thing worked every time. Yet so many men impose what they see in porn onto sex with actual women. You can learn a lot from porn. Some things can even be fun to try with your partner. But your best guide when it comes to sex with your partner is your actual partner. The most mutually satisfying sexual interactions, no matter the techniques, positions, places, or costumes, absolutely require partners who are sensually, sensitively attuned to each other's excitements and pleasures and are thus able to play off them. Otherwise, imposing what you see in porn onto actual sex with a person is likely to miss your partner's mark and even outright hurt her. And she might go along with it, even if it does hurt. For women aren't generally supported or encouraged to discover what they authentically want sexually either, outside of merely being providers of a man's pleasure. And as women watch porn, they're also getting ideas about what they should be wanting or experiencing as well. Even if it may not be true to their actual desire. But with a mutual willingness to explore and experiment along with communication and sensitivity to boundaries, you can make sex an adventure you go on together, which is the best way to keep things exciting while also maintaining real intimacy between you. Your woman surely does want to please you, and many women will do so at the cost of their own pleasure, but that doesn't serve either of you in the long run. It doesn't serve you in a quickie either. Number five. Your chosen intimate partner is consistently bothered by your porn use or you're hiding it from them. Here's a very difficult truth to accept. You are going to upset your partner throughout your lifetime together. You're going to say things, eat things, choose things, think things, do things that your partner would prefer you didn't say, eat, choose, think, or do. That is inevitable. And changing your behavior Merely to please your partner is like stepping onto a slippery slope with greasy feet. You're just going to end up angry at yourself and then project that anger as resentment towards your partner. And you're going to be angry at yourself as the target for her satisfaction moves. And it will. It is a moving target. <laughs> However, being insensitive or uncaring or indifferent to how your behavior affects her is also like stepping onto a slippery slope with greasy, with greasy feet. Only now, you're disguised as a piñata, and she has a baseball bat, and she's hungry for candy. Because although she probably doesn't like the idea of you getting turned on by even virtual women on your phone, it's really your lack of care and concern about how it affects her that hurts her even more. You may even decide that once in a while porn is actually good for your relationship. And from your perspective, it may actually be. It might even be in your actual experience. And sometimes I've experimented with that where once in a while porn to kind of, you know, get the get the get the get the motors revved. I mean, once in a long, long while. I don't mean once a day, I mean once every few months. I've still practiced that at times. 
But that's irrelevant if your partner's not on board. This then becomes a courageous boundary conversation you must have together. She needs to be clear about her requirements to feel safe and cherished in the relationship. And you need to be clear about your requirements to feel trusted and respected. Now, just a side note, I offer scripts to help you do this in my online program, Boundaries Relationships Suck Without Them. And remember, you get a, 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 as a listener of Men This Way, you get a discount, a permanent 10% discount on all my programs using code MENTHISWAY10. And so I offer you actual language, how to have this kind of boundary conversation around sex and porn in the Boundaries program. You can check that out on my website at brianreeves.com. Um, so here's the question. Should you quit porn? That's for you to decide. Actually, it must be you that decides. Quitting porn can be difficult. Your smartphone is always in hand, ready, willing, and uncomplicated. You don't ever have to wait for the spring catalog of Victoria's Secret again. You could probably even bring up every spring issue ever printed in the next five minutes without moving from the spot you're sitting in. But if you don't genuinely want to quit, you won't be able to ignore the incessant, pleading whispers emanating daily from below your waist, where you stash both your sex organs and your smartphone with access to all the porn in the known universe. You must decide whether porn is serving you or harming you. But the signs are clear when you know what to look for. And the stakes are huge. We're talking about your sexual health, your sexual enjoyment and satisfaction, and the sexual enjoyment and satisfaction of your partner too, whether your present partner or your future someday partner. And again, I will share with you that I met my partner a year after I quit cold turkey, and my body was still in the process of healing. It was another six months that we were together, so 18 months really after I quit porn. And I'd say a full two years to be sure that I felt satisfied my body had recovered to where it was supposed to be in terms of how I performed and experienced uh, sexuality sexually with my partner. So this is no joke. Um, and it's not an overnight thing. And it's a difficult uh, practice to change. But in the end, um, I changed because I hit bottom. I simply did not, I was just terrified of what was happening to my body in the presence of actual women. And the cost became too great for me. That was, that was rock bottom for me. And giving up porn has made all the difference. Now, if you decide to quit, consider getting support, even potentially doing a 12-step program. You don't have to call it addiction to do a 12-step program. Uh, I actually, for a time, went to sub, went to a 12-step program. It wasn't for porn addiction. This was before porn addiction really took off for me. But I went to a 12-step program for Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous, believe it or not, SLAA. And there were, uh, for me, it was, I was, it was a love addiction. It was addiction to a relationship that was really not good for me that I couldn't seem to get myself out of. And I went for a few months. I didn't call myself an addict, but that 12-step program helped me in ways pretty much nothing else did uh, over the years that I was 
struggling in that relationship. Uh, but whether it's 12-step program or therapy or coaching, if you'd like to learn more about how we might work together, uh, please feel free to reach out to me directly at brian at brianreeves.com. Uh, I'll either answer you directly or if I think that we should set up a, a session together, uh, I'll, I'll ask my assistant to contact you, Gina, to contact you and set that up. But just know that if you email me directly at brian at brianreeves.com, I will see your message. Um, yeah. So thank you so much for listening. Find this episode, including uh, any links, resources. I will post a link to these two original blogs on the show notes. And um, you can also find other episodes featuring inspiring insights and conversations, uh, both, both myself alone, but also with extraordinary and wise guests. You can find all that at brianreeves.com slash podcast. It's Brian with a Y, reeves.com slash podcast. And again, remember, as a Men This Way listener, you get 10% off all my courses, including the Boundaries Program, Relationships Suck Without Boundaries, also my Love, Sex, Relationship Magic Program, which teaches you the secrets to creating a thriving relationship that should never be secrets, um, as well as my Conflict to Connection 90 Day Program, which I created with my partner, Sylvie Kukasian. Just enter coupon code MENTHISWAY10 on any checkout page at brianreeves.com. If you were served by this and think others should hear it too, please share this episode. Or again, please take a moment right now to open your podcast app and write a review of this podcast so that you too can lead more men this way. And don't forget to subscribe yourself while you're at it. I'm your thriving life and relationship coach, Brian Reeves. Until soon, keep your head up, your breath relaxed, and your thoughts inspired.